Basically, my brothers and sisters, there are two reasons for experiencing persecution in this life. Number one, we can be persecuted because of the evil we say or do. Or number two, we can be persecuted because of the good we say or do. Today's Gospel reading deals with the latter reason. And it indicates something very interesting. It indicates that as the time approaches for the end of the world and the consummation of human history, it indicates that the persecution of those who do and say what is good, in other words, of those who truly love and serve the Lord, will increase. It will not decrease. Reminds me of what Bishop Sheen used to say, he would always say, do not listen to those who say the world is getting better and better. It is not. And this is why our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ makes it very clear at the end of this passage that his followers need perseverance. We need a lot of things, but especially we need perseverance. He says there, by your perseverance, you will secure your life. So today's homily will be about how you can make sure you are persecuted for the right reason, so that you will secure your life before God on the Day of Judgment. And I'll do that by giving you some very practical suggestions. These are suggestions of things, good things, that you can do or say, which are almost certain to get you persecuted, maybe even by members of your own family. I hope not, but it certainly is possible. So here they are, suggestion number one. Go on vacation with Catholic members of your extended family, and then tell them that you're going to Mass and not to the beach on Sunday morning. Since all too many Catholics take a vacation from God and Mass when they're on vacation from their job or school, since that happens, that's almost certain to elicit a few snide remarks from some of your relatives. Suggestion number two. If you are married, have more than two children. You'll be accused of trying to overpopulate the planet. Which, of course, is exactly the opposite of what's happening in most Western industrialized nations at the present time. But since many people are ignorant of that fact, having three or more children will bring you at least a little bit of persecution. Suggestion number three. Publicly announce that you believe marriage is between one man and one woman, and that you don't believe in so-called gay marriage then duck when the rocks stop, start coming. And they most certainly will, at least figuratively speaking. And that's the voice of experience talking. Suggestion number four. Don't live together with your fiancé before you get married. And then tell people that you don't believe it's right for a couple to live together before their wedding day. A variation of this is to make a chastity pledge to wait to have sex until you get married, as many of our teenagers do every year, praise God, 
at the Steubenville East Youth Conference. That will get you a little persecution for sure in today's culture. Suggestion number five, speaking of marriages, decline an invitation to attend a friend's wedding because your friend is Catholic and the marriage is outside the church and therefore invalid. Even if you respectfully decline and at the same time profess your love and support for your friend, that action of saying no is almost certain to get you some big time persecution. And speaking of weddings, suggestion number six is the following. If you attend a wedding ceremony or a funeral liturgy at a Protestant church like Christ Episcopal down the road, don't go to communion. Even if many of your Catholic friends and relatives do go, that will get at least some of them talking. As Catholics, of course, we can pray with our Protestant brothers and sisters in their churches. That's a good thing to do. But we are not, we are not supposed to receive during their services, just like they are not supposed to receive at ours. And the reason is because we are not united enough with them in terms of what we believe. As St. Paul indicates in 1 Corinthians, he says the Eucharist is supposed to be a sign of our unity in faith. A unity, unfortunately, that we do not have at the present time with our Protestant brothers and sisters. We need to be praying for that unity. We need to be working for it as best we can. But we need to be honest about where we stand at the present time. Suggestion number seven is for the students in the congregation, especially those in high school and college. When the subject of abortion comes up in one of your classes, publicly announce that you are pro-life. And by the way, don't assume that you'll be less persecuted by your teacher or peers because you go to a so-called Catholic school. Unfortunately, not every Catholic school is like St. Pius X or the Franciscan University of Steubenville. Some are Catholic in name only. Suggestion number eight is for everybody. Tell your friends and acquaintances that you are proud to be Catholic. Since, as, was, as one commentator has said, anti-Catholicism is now the last respectable prejudice in America. Since that's the case, such a positive endorsement of the Church will more than likely get you at least a few negative responses. And finally, this last one. Tell people that you are seriously thinking about entering the priesthood or religious life, presuming you are, or tell people that you know somebody who is, if you do, and that you support that person wholeheartedly in their vocation. Then watch the sparks fly. And do not be surprised if some of the biggest sparks come from, quote-unquote, good, devout, church-going members of your family. I've seen that happen many times over the years. The very people who should be the most supportive of a particular vocation are not. I'll end my homily now as I begin. There are basically two reasons for experiencing persecution. 
We can either be persecuted because of the evil we say or do, or we can be persecuted because of the good we say or do. Let's pray at this Mass that all the persecution we experience in this life will be because of the latter. Keeping in mind that persecution for doing and saying good things has a reward. A reward from Almighty God Himself. And that reward, praise God, will last forever.